Hello. Hello. See, I let you guys know this time. It was a very, very slight finger movement. Oh my gosh, okay, I can't even win. All right. <laughs> uh, and welcome to Canterbury. Hi, I'm Blessing, and uh, please feel free to question my... <laughs> oh, I can't say that on the radio. <laughs> I'm blessing, and please feel free to uh, ask me about my next hairstyle. <laughs> Are you Nisha. sure that's what you wanted to say? Sorry, Nisha. Okay, it's fine. I'm Nisha, and let me snap your twerking against the next man with the flash on. Wow. What? Where, where is that from? What is that's that from. What's this? Okay, I'm not going to plug their, posca- the, 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 their oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Hi, I'm Amalade, and it is just raining terribly today, and it's just, it's awful, it's awful. Hi, I'm Dami, and again, I don't like the rain either, it's disgusting. I am dis- just disgusted and disappointed with England. Uh-huh. Wouldn't it be such a great thing if instead of raindrops, we just got cash instead? I thought you were about to say drop tops. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this is Canterbame, and if you haven't listened before, welcome. This is a show where we talk about our life experiences as BAME students here in Canterbury. And for those of you who might not be aware of what BAME stands for, it actually stands for Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic. So this show aims to be a platform for those who don't feel that they are represented. And those of you who also want to listen to the experiences of those people. So uh, if, we're not live today, but if you'd like to contribute to this conversation, please feel free to at us on our Twitters and Instagram, and that's at Canterbame. And also feel free to email us at studio at csrfm.com. We won't get it for this show, but we'll read it another time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, as we say, always say, shadiness is encouraged and a follow is appreciated. So today we're talking about colorism. Say into the mic. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a discussion we've actually wanted to have for a while, but uh, you know, recent developments have uh, you know brought it up into the forefront. And colorism is a very big discussion and topic that often comes up amongst black people, Asian people, and other ethnic, non-white people, basically. Um, so to define colorism in maybe as simple terms as I can, it's when there is greater favor given to lighter individuals than the darker ones of an ethnic group. So recently with Maya Jama and all a bunch of other celebrity tweets that were on earth from 2012 that were making fun specifically of dark-skinned women, the whole discussion of colorism has come up again. And it seems that you know, people are quick to say that, uh, you know, it's not an issue anymore. No one sees the effects of colorism anymore. Lies. Mm. So, uh, well, do you guys remember exactly what Maya Jama tweeted? Oh, she said, um, it was some bad. girls, some some light-skinned girls, oh, some dark-skinned dark girls, girls shave their head thinking they're going to look like Amber Rose, but they end up looking like Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there was some other stuff. And then she said, lol, because it was a quote from a comedian. So it wasn't her joke, but the whole tweet itself like sparked the whole debate uh so we're going to have a discussion about that today and with us in the studio to have this discussion is our two very esteemed guests if they'd like to introduce themselves hi my name's rianne i'm a second year psychology student and i'm 19. hi rianne and my name is theo and i'm a politics master's student and i'm 23. oh hey theo welcome welcome have you guys got anything oh wait sorry let me get let nisha get her questioning because i know she wants to ask it (laughs) (laughs) so this is my favorite question to ask the both well in general to all of our guests so seeing as this is canterbame and we are being hosts and we would like to ask you where are our hosts from she's basically where are you really from (laughs) like tell me auntie wants to know everything okay so you know theo where are you from okay um so i'm from zimbabwe and I came to the UK when I was six and I ain't gone back since. Oh, oh wow. wow. I've been yeah. on holiday, but I mean like to live there. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but I was born in Zimbabwe. Okay. okay. Um, my cultural background, I'm Turkish, Irish, and Caribbean. So oh, wow. my mum's like from St. Vincent. Mm. Oh, okay. Very nice, very nice. Mm. Yes, everyone is very nice. Auntie <laughs> 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 Nisha. Auntie's come back, auntie's come back. I'm very sorry, guys. Um, so we're gonna qu- we're just going to get into it. So uh, colorism. Does anyone want to give us a little history lesson about where it stems from? What, like colonialism? Yes. And or anything else? White people. Slavery. Yes. Uh, sorry, I'm allowed to say that. Sorry, slavery. <laughs> That too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just every, everything that a white man has put into a press. 
I'm getting off track. Um, but yeah, colonialism, slavery, um, the idea that the lighter you are or the whiter you are, you had greater privilege during those time periods. Uh, that is generally where people assume colorism stems from. Uh, for the South Asian community, I guess the caste system is quite a big thing. So with the caste system, you have the Brahmins at the top and then kind of like you go down. Mm. And typically sort of what you see is the further up you go, the lighter they are. And it might, I mean, um, the Indian Empire kind of had, um, they had the Romans in at one point, Alexander the Great came through Asia. Um, so it, it goes back centuries and centuries and centuries. And Hinduism is like one of the oldest religions in the world. So in terms of kind of like the separation in terms of fairness and lightness has kind of like always been there. And it's like this history that's kind of become ingrained into the community and it's and it's like very recent that now um the younger generation are trying to push up this idea that you know fairer is better so a <coughs> little bit of south asian history there for you guys oh no i was just well no, i was leaning over it's okay oh, oh, don't, don't, don't get so defensive sorry, Jeez, okay, that's sorry. okay uh theo rianne have you got anything that you want to say about maybe where colorism has stemmed from um, I'm not sure about where it stems from, but I do agree with you about the whole young people now are really pushing it forward. And I think back in the day it was a big thing and now it seems it seemed to take a break and now it's coming back again. Mm. And we see that like through media, through music and through like just culturally. What what do you mean that you think it's coming back again? Um, so like for example, we were talking about like kind of colorism with like a group of friends and kind of like when you're in year nine that type of year whatever year right. that yeah. was yeah. there was always like the debate of dark skin girls light skin girls and like uh, just a favoritism like they were yeah. idolized and put mm. on a platform yeah. and then it kind of like died down i guess quote unquote died down and then i don't know if it's because you're in university and you just see it emerge again but you can see there's some people that put people on a bigger platform because they are lighter than other people do you guys remember any of those like Facebook or Twitter pages that were like lighties? Or, yeah, like, like, oh, yeah. they're yeah. still there. Yeah, seriously, they're still there. Yes, they are. Um, I was looking on Instagram last week. Even just in general, talking about fine people, um, everyone on those pages is either light skinned or white. Oh, I just. Uh, yeah, there's like no black people on it. I was thinking, who's in charge of this? Mm. Yeah. Someone actually pointed out the same thing with like um, Bella Niger, the wedding page on Instagram. And they were like saying how majority of the women who or majority of like the weddings that they have on there, like the Instagram weddings, are mostly of like light or it's either like the woman is either of a lighter complexion. I don't know whether that's I true. I noticed that as well, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I've never really like studied the whole Instagram page properly. But someone was like saying that majority of like the weddings that are in the Bella Niger Instagram are mostly of like lighter skinned women mm. and like even what you said about like the Facebook page as well that was something I was going to bring up about like um, so when I was also growing up as well majority of like Facebook was like you've got like the page of like the fine lighties and like Dagenham or something mm-hmm. and then you've got like <laughs> you know like everyone like most of because I, I had a lot of friends who were also like of a lighter skin p- complexion as well and majority of them were also in the page Ooh. Majority of them were also in the page as well. Mm. But I didn't actually know they were still there. Yeah, still there. That's kind of sad. Especially with like children as well. Like, you know, when oh, you've got the yes. gorgeous children and they're all yes. mixed. Oh, race. yeah. I find that really Weird. odd when you mm. have those pages like cute mixed babies or mm-hmm. just Swirl cute. babies. Yeah. That's and weird. the ones that Why have. And they're like, oh man, these babies have blue eyes and light skin. Mm, this is delicious. I'm like, mm, that's, that's weird. That's odd. But there's, there was even that um, discussion, I think, a while ago about when you Google beautiful in Google and you put it on images, it's instantly white women or lighter skinned women. There's no one of a dark complexion. And I think someone pointed that out. I can't remember what. I think it was for a video or something. They were like, Google beauty and see what comes up. Well, I'm just Googling beautiful now and I've yeah. got a whole, I've got a picture of one white lady and then I've got a daisy. And oh, a maybe silhouette. it was beautiful <laughs> women. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me type in beautiful women for you. For all those listening out there, mm. we're going on a... W- oh, yeah, that's a lot of white people. I just... <laughs> that's one, one black lady. One black lady. Oh, and it's... it's uh, what's her name? Nikki Jenkins. Who? Nikki from... Nikki from YouTube. Oh, Nikki. I don't know. She has, like, a... She's married to this... Uh, she's married to this white guy. 
Oh, like, oh, yeah, they're from Australia. Oh, no, I don't like yeah, her videos. Yeah, yeah I know like, who you're talking about. You know, she's like, my white boyfriend washes my hair or something. No, no, like, no, 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 that wasn't, that? I don't think that was her. Okay. Wait, that, that's another, that one was funny. That, that one was just really weird where like, it was actually funny because the guy, they both got in the shower together and then he was washing her hair and he was like, I know how to wash my girl's hair just because I'm, you know, white or something. I know how to like take care of my girl's hair. And I was just like, you didn't have to do that. Like, but it wasn't necessary. It was not necessary. It was just, you see, this is why I always find like interracial couples problematic on YouTube. I mean, like the ones where it's just because they just of like it's just based on just race rather than you're actually just two people coming together Mm. and you're in love rather than just basing race as like the main thing. Oh, basing race is like the main thing in your relationship. I just find that like why why do you have to do that? Like it's not. It's their USP, which is really sad. It is, and you have seen like a big growth as well. Huh? Unique selling point. Unique oh. selling point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is their unique selling point, and you have seen that like grow as well. Where like majority of like YouTube couples, um, like if they have like a a partner who's of like a different race as well, they just bring them on, and you can see that a lot of people like that as well because that's how their views grow and that's how their channel grow. Yeah, because like, look how tolerant I am. Yeah, because if you, I can't lie, Patricia Bright's channel only grew because you know. Because what? Because of Mike. Who's Mike? Her husband. Uh, her I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't follow YouTube that well, do you? No. no. <laughs> this idea that there is this lighter, in terms of industries and a preference for lighter skinned women, we see that in advertising and fashion and everything. Like in an advert, if you do see a black woman, it's usually a lighter black woman or a lighter black white passing black women so she has maybe looser curls pretty fair skin and she is the stand-in black person for that advert mm-hmm. or the oh stand-in dark person for that advert speaking of you know um letitia wright that played shuri in black panther yeah apparently they casted a mixed race girl and she was like i don't want to do it because oh. we need to get the black sisters in oh no it was Zendaya. Is that a man it wasn't Zendaya. it was, it was someone Zendaya. else that I read, said it no no it was actually oh because i read an article Wait, let me try and find... Okay, carry on talking. I'm going to try Oh, okay. There was someone who was like, oh, I didn't want to take the role because I didn't want to let a dark sister down. She's like, okay, but why can't you just say you didn't want to take the role? She just didn't get it. She was Oh, here it is. Okay, so... Is that... Is that a thing? Sorry, what were you saying? Sorry. Okay, so there was this article I was reading yesterday and I think it was Zendaya because it says here in the article where she was like, and in recent interviews, Zendaya acknowledged there is so much work left to be done can I honestly say that I would be in a position I would be in the position I am in if I weren't a lighter skinned woman? No, representation was the reason why Amanda Amanda I don't know how to say her surname. The girl Amanda Negra? No, Stellenberg oh, okay. dropped out of the Black Panther audition. She said, I was in the audition process for it, then I decided to not continue with the process because I thought that it wouldn't be right for me as a biracial light skinned American. <gasps> That's what, about. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. To be playing um, the role, Black Panther is one of the f- only films that we have. We have that. Wait, what the hell? Never mind. We get okay, the point. Yeah, Basically, yeah. yeah, she said that. Also, um, Beyonce's dad said that she wouldn't have been as successful. If she wasn't light skinned. Yeah. That's often an argument with Beyonce that she wouldn't have gotten to her level if she were, if she wasn't as light. Because which is people, quite sad. Which is sad because I mean, her, she is talented. She is amazing. She's a, a, a. I I mean, I feel feel like I I'm not a stan, but I have much love mm. and appreciation for Beyonce. I feel like she earned it. No matter and what she, she looks did her like. work. So I mean, but at the same time, there is this there is this theme in society and just media and popular culture that is that it's easier for a lighter skin woman to enter that world and be able to succeed in that world and I think we are seeing evidence of that I mean we've just recently seen started seeing this appreciation for like dark skin women everywhere so like Lupita Viola all this love for the darker skinned actresses and like models has only just recently started coming out yeah there was a model that opened a show I don't know if it was Vogue or, or Elle or something but for the first like for 20 years there was no black model to open the show and then she did mm. oh, and it made the it? headlines I can't remember which it was because they had was. like a new um, editor in chief or something and oh, yeah. he was um, a person of colour he's Ghanaian is that That's the Edward. Vogue Edward yeah. yeah is that Vogue UK or something yeah I think does anyone so. know who it was I yeah, know who Edward. you guys are talking about but I don't know the publication he's Yes, yes, yes. Oh, but do you know the magazine? It I was do, Vogue, indeed. I think. Yeah, it was Vogue UK. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Theo, we haven't heard anything from you. What is your perception of like colorism in terms of like popular 
platform? Media, popular culture. Um, to be honest, uh, it's, it's a weird one because after I did my video last week um, talking about this topic, um, I I grew up in Canterbury, for those who don't know. Oh, okay. And um, I went to a school where there was literally like five black people out of like 900 people. Um, so I never really grew up talking about these issues because no one talked about it because everyone's white and all the people that are there, they seem to get opportunities. And I was like, oh, I can do that too. And none of my black friends, um, they didn't see a problem with it either. And it was only until like my age now where I'm meeting a lot of different people. Um, for those who don't know, Canterbury is not very multicultural when the university students have gone. Um, it's literally just <laughs> the handful of white, uh, black people that already know each other. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a tough one. But in terms of the industry anyway, side, besides my um, upbringing, um, it's, it's an interesting one because especially in, in radio anyway, let me just um, talk about what I've seen anyway, um, and television. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Love Island. Yeah. Yes. Love Island last, last year. Yep. Um, the people that go on there, they say they have thousands and thousands of applications, but just look at the amount of black people that do end up on there. Most of them who do end up on there, they've got celebrity affiliations or they were well known beforehand. They're not just any black person. Um, and even the ones that do go on there, they if you look at what they have achieved since they've left that place, it's not the same as some of the white people or mixed people. Let's just take, for example, a lot of the white girls who have been on there, they've now been on TV, they're on the biggest magazines every week without fail, they've got millions of followers. And this morning, I was just looking, I forgot his name on the top of my head, um, but there was a black guy who was in there just for a few days. Marcel? No, no, not Marcel. Marcel was in there for a long oh, yeah, time. Yeah. Um, but there was a black guy who was in there just for a few, I think he was in there for just over a, a, f a couple of days. I can't remember specifically. Mm. Um, but he he's barely got any followers. He's got like 30,000 followers, which is still a lot. But compared to the other people that are on there who are in there for such a short time, um, why hasn't he been given opportunities? Mm. Um, is it because he's not as special as them? Is he, is he not as good looking as them? Or let's look at someone like Montana. If you look at her, she's got jobs at MTV. Um, she's on Pretty, pretty Little Thing as well. Exactly, so, and she goes around the world being taken by these companies. Um, but yeah, those are just a handful of people. But like I was saying, um, I'm beginning to see these issues come up and obviously I just wanted to know what you guys think about that because from a black guy, I was saying we don't have as many issues as the black women face in the industry anyway. Um, and I was just seeing, how do you guys feel about that? I um, actually... And you as well. Um, yeah. I really like your last point about the black men versus black women because black women especially are put in like a like they have to fit a box like a li like from a light skin quote unquote perspective you are not considered a light skin girl unless you look a certain way and that's reflected in media or how guys think about girls or even how other girls think about girls like you have to fit um a stereotype like fair skinned curly haired like a certain body type and if you're not fitting that type you are not considered a light skin person like my skin tone has stayed the same, but my appearance has changed from when I was in secondary to when I'm in uni. And only coming to uni, people refer to me as a light-skinned girl, mm. but nothing's changed. And with dark-skinned girls, it's the same thing. Like, like you get the, she's pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like there's always a, a standard they have to live up to. Yeah, and just, just aside, um, for guys, um, I think growing up, <laughs> even at, when I was in undergrad, um, a lot of what we'd class as the guys who I hang around with, like it was tend to be the light skinned people, because um, those are the people you see in magazines. Um, we're literally rammed down with like these this kind of people, so that's what you think is good looking or what is beautiful. So then that's why you hear black people saying, "Oh, you're you're pretty for a black girl, or whatever," because there's no, there isn't this idea of black girls are beautiful in in the in the magazines or i don't know or in their own yeah, right, yeah. their own right yeah if you know what i mean because if if it was fair the way it should be is representing everyone and then everyone can say oh 
these people are beautiful but I feel like these things whether we like it or not they contribute to to what we think in our head oh, for definitely. example if you if you hear a Kendrick Lamar song a thousand times you're more likely to like him compared to if you just heard him once mm. so it's it's that case as well it's not how it should be but that's how things are and it's got to change I think that's a, definitely a very good analogy because people will be easy quick to say that um, oh but I like what I like it's not because of anything but I mean if you've constantly been presented with this image of the lighter skinned person is beautiful over these darker skinned people then it's going to contribute to you in some way um, kind of going back to what you guys were saying but do you think that preference I know like we kind of talked about this maybe in a few episodes ago in our dating episode but when people talk about preference and they're like oh uh, uh, what video was I watching there was these they were asking these young boys in like Stratford and mm. they were basically like oh I like I like lighty still I like Latinas and I like Colombians nah nah dark skin things are dead dark skin things are dead and I'm like you know, what like you know, where, when when did you meet a Colombian woman I'm, that's exactly that's, what I was just gonna say I think someone was like black guys or just I'm going to say black guys because what I've heard is that a lot of black guys like Latina women or like, you know, Colombian women. And so I was like, how many Latinas have you actually met that you're saying that you like Latinas or you like Colombians? Mm. But I don't know for them anyways. I mean, there is a, a like a Latino, Latina population in London. Mm. But I mean, I feel like, again, it comes a lot from popular media. But mm. I kind of want to throw it to you, Theo. Do you feel like there is a sense of... Um, Di- not discrimination or just experience that um a, or like a level of colorism that men feel or experience as in as in like a pre- as in like um is there a preference in terms of like if you're a lighter skin guy or if you're a darker skin guy is there like um, a privilege in you being a lighter skin man over a darker skin man um <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I know I'm not I trying to make know. you like the representative for yeah. the men, <laughs> but you are like the male voice in the room. So. As in, do do I feel that lighter skinned men get more opportunities compared to no, black men? No, I think men? I think what she's trying to ask is that I guess from a personal perspective as well. Like, do you think um, light like in like do you think lighter skinned guys are more preferred than dark skinned guys? think that's um, by by the women or yeah by women yeah or just by know. society you, you should be answering that do you like light skinned guys more than black men I was <laughs> <laughs> you tell uh, me like okay because I don't look at guys I like mean, that so. I, was, I wasn't just <laughs> <laughs> what I was asking is like in your experience do you feel yeah. like you've you feel that you've seen maybe when you've seen your guys or you've just been hanging around your guys and maybe the lighter skinned guys that you know get more love say I mean, maybe the darker skinned guys my, in my group um, there's one light skinned guy um, well he's mixed race and he's like six foot something he's got a beard and everything oh, dang, okay. and Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is that's exactly my point. But see, it was the beard and the six foot as well. It was the whole. It was the whole. That is that is exactly my point. Why do you guys prefer that compared to just? Oh, I would prefer. I was just saying. I think it's the way you were describing. Exactly. But did you not? Did you like that description? Because I like beards. He plays basketball. I like. Six yeah. foot basketball yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is the thing, like what guys, especially especially us black guys have mm. to have to deal with because we're up against a light skinned person. Like for example, I, I know certain girls, if I described exactly what I just said, they'll be like, Oh my goodness, you need to give me you need to give me his number like as, as soon as possible. And I'll just like, Oh, okay. Um <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> so what about the rest of us? I know? mean, from a personal pers- perspective, because um, I think someone was also having a conversation with me about like, oh, but you'd rather if you like your man was like without acne or like had, like was six foot, whatever. And realistically speaking, yeah, you might see those things as like attractive, but realistically, you don't always end up with like the ideals that you have. And I no, think that's like yeah. the same thing as well with like, black men it's not like we're trying to say i don't think we're trying to say that oh you know my guy had like a guy has to be like six foot and light skin and play basketball because you're not gonna find like it's very rare that you really find a guy who's got all those qualities as well like there always has to be a fault so Wait, do you, you, you don't think there always has to be like something that's wrong like you know so you if he's be... not six foot tall light skinned he's 
he's he's at fault. No, no. You're just trying to no. trap her here. No. I know no. you weren't saying that. Yeah, okay, I know you no, weren't saying that. I mean, that. like, you know, he doesn't have to. Sorry. I mean, like, if he's not all those things, they just like, ugh. No, I know what you're saying. I, yeah, I, I, was, I always hear, like, oh, um, if, if a guy isn't over six foot, like, he, you should call him a friend and stuff like oh, that. That's just, where did you, where did, wait, 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 wait. No, that's just Twitter. That? That's oh, just Twitter. Listen, I've heard people in real life saying that. I was like... Are you serious? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, like, it cancels out majority of people. And it's just like, you have this idealistic person that you want. Wait, are like, you, obviously, are you, as you saying, said... Are you saying that it's majority of black women or are you no, just saying No, I'm just girls? saying this is stuff that I've heard that girls oh, Do you yeah. think that Obviously this generation... I, I'm, I'm not accountable to, to speak for every single girl, am yeah. I? But I'm just saying that is what people say mm. and people sit there and do ha 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 mm. and then they'll be like, oh, but guys say this. <laughs> do, <laughs> do you know think, what I mean? Do you think that this generation is becoming more and more superficial in mm. terms of like their aesthetics and what they want? No, I I think it's just a case of people have preferences and at the end of the day you're probably going to get with someone that you like um, who you like the look of and at the end of the day when you get to know someone there's a lot of trash people out there and when you when when you find someone you'll, you'll be like yes this is it and if they're attractive and they've got a great personality bonus but like I was saying the problem is when you start labelling your relationship because of the race oh which yeah which is the problem yeah mm-hmm. but in terms of preferences like i've highlighted before someone like me who's grown up in canterbury is more likely to to have seen white people all their childhood and that's what they find beautiful and then when they see others they're like mm, not too sure about that um so it's just a case of your upbringing where you've grown up um, the kind of stuff you watch, kind of stuff you listen to. Um, there's so many things. It's not just a case of, oh, I like light-skinned people. But there's so many contributions to it. And I think there's you you cannot be accountable or speak generally about this kind of thing. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, Rihanna, have you got anything you'd want to contribute to that? Um, I basically agree with everything he said because um, there was a discussion on this on Batch. I don't know if you lot watch Batch. I, um, I watched the first episode, I was like, I'm not watching. For those of you who like don't know what it is, it's basically like a boy versus girl panel and they have like a discussion. One of them was about basically this. Um, and I can't remember the context, but they kind of said the problem is when you talk about dating or preferences and you focus it basically on race, like you can't just say, I prefer them because they are lighter or just because, you know, I don't like them because they're darker. But then also, I think that's what stemmed us to question the same thing with our friends. And you have interesting perspectives because we're in a European university as well. Um, Like if you ask someone who's maybe not from this country, they'll say, well, um, their background, they're just used to seeing one type of race. So when they come somewhere that there's a diversity, they're naturally going to go for someone else. Or some people just prefer races because culturally similar. But once you say, I'm only going to be with one person because their race is better, or I think they look nicer because they're lighter, it's just problematic. Going back to like what you said about how, um, like when you were in secondary school, mm-hmm. like your appearance hasn't changed, but coming to uni, you've seen mm-hmm. how people have treated you. Mm-hmm. Can you like expand on like just that? Um, yeah, um, in secondary school, like my, I had straight hair. Mm. Um, I was just like, I was a bigger, a lot bigger than what I was. Um, so no one referred to me as a light-skinned girl. I was just, like, who I am. Mm. And I was even darker then than I am now. And then I came to uni, like, I had curly hair. And then I got the typical... From guys especially, like, oh, you're a light-skinned, you're doing light-skinned antics. Like, this is such light-skinned behaviour. Can light you explain light-skinned antics? What, what's um, light-skinned? Like, something simple, like oh, I don't want to speak to you or I don't want to uh. give you my number. Like, I'm just not interested. Like, this is such a light-skinned thing or girls will look at you like, you think you're better than me because you're light-skinned. I'm like, I'm walking in the library. Like, I'm minding my <laughs> business. <laughs> what are you doing? And then it's just like, you get from, you get negatives from guys and girls because guys think you're stuck up. You're like, you've got too much confidence. You don't want to speak to them. And then girls think you think you're better than them. And they mm. just, they kind of, they're really hostile to you. Mm. Yeah, lights, th- there's that whole idea of like acting light-skinned. Is that that's kind of what you're referring to, right? Yeah, but that's just dumb because you yeah. can't act 
to colour. Yeah. It's like you can't act black. Mm. What is acting black? Like if you're loud, you're acting black. It's mm. just stupid. <laughs> um, but we're going to take a quick break. Uh, listening to some music. Oh, Malade, what are we listening to? We're listening to... Oh, we're listening to the internet. Go with it. Okay. We'll see you guys in a bit. <laughs> what noise was that? And that was me fading us back in. Oh. And welcome back to Canterbury. Wow, this is that's Ew. three oh, 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 <laughs> uh, I am blessing, <laughs> and I'm Nisha. <laughs> I'm Omalade. I'm Dami. And we're back again talking about colorism. So if you weren't here with us before the break, that is our topic for today. We have our two lovely guests, Thea and Rianne, in the studio with us. Hey, go hey. Hey. <laughs> and we're jumping right back into it. So um, kind of going back into the topic of, well, not back into the topic of preference, but this idea that lighter is what a lot of people want or aim towards. Um, in terms of the beauty industry, when people, there's a lot of, things that you see with bleaching products or with lightening products or just in general um you get soaps you get face washes you get things that their aim is to lighten your skin basically um i don't know i know it's not as big here in england but in a lot of other countries i think um you see like big big ads advertising them like Mm -hmm. those fair fair and lovely yeah Fair and handsome as well for the men. That's fair and handsome. That's fair and handsome as well. So in India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, fair and lovely is a very big thing. So Mm. it's basically a cream that you (coughs) apply on your face. And it's. I think it must have some kind of percentage of hydrogen peroxide because it does lighten your skin. Mm. And um, yeah, initially it started out as fair and lovely and that was aimed towards women. And then they've released it's a long time ago they released like a fair and handsome for men and with all of this it was kind of like fair and handsome like face washes and like a whole bunch of products and um yeah so in terms of like establishing that fair is good it was kind of like the the way that they would advertise it was that they would have the same woman and it was just like her face like her face during the changes so it was like dark at the back with her not smiling with like her shade change and have the fairest one um just smiling right at the front being like being fair is good and being fair is lovely um and they did the same thing fair for men and, as well. okay. yeah. and i mean with all of that i mean that's like you know gen that's that's like maybe a century of this fair and lovely cream out here and i mean in terms of like the movement towards changing views in terms of fair being lovely there was a movement uh, there's a movement going called um fair i think it's unfair and lovely mm. and um it's basically the darker skinned south asian women taking their skin and appreciating it and being like well this is this is still just as good as the rest of it out there like i don't know why you're trying to slander me for my for my lighter skin mm. for my darker skin sorry i love that and yeah. that's one thing I really like about Instagram I recently got onto Instagram I think a few months ago and the number of pages I see of people just flaunting like I'm dark I'm beautiful I'm glowing my melanin is popping just embracing their skin their skin colour regardless of how fair or how dark they might be mm. speaking I love that. of there mm. was someone who actually created a fake black model oh yeah because black that. is in fashion now yeah they actually used her in a Fenty Beauty ad and people basically went Did nuts they? yeah I'm looking at the article now. And the person's name that created her is Cameron oh, James Wilson. A white guy. Yeah. <laughs> he used 3D imaging and his imagination. And he called her Shudu. Wow. Instead of you to just find a natural black woman to model. Exactly. You could have called me, to be honest. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it kind of fulfills the need of, like, they just don't want a woman that has an opinion and just shuts up and does the job. That. It's to be commodity. Honest, I would think she was actually real. She's beautiful. Yeah, she I just mean, basically thought, what do we she do? She is a computer animation. But yeah, yeah she's a very beautiful computer animation. Um, <laughs> See, that's why you gotta be careful as well when you look at like some Instagram pictures. You gotta realize that some people don't actually look like how they look like. Oh God, Facetune is real. Yeah, Facetune is so real. What is it's this editing thing? You can make yourself look slimmer, lighter, contoured, fully made up. Like it's mad. Is that white light privilege, do you think? White light? White White slash light privilege. Yeah. For what? Just tuning. No, in life in general. Sorry, I threw that back out there. (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of wanted to throw that in and see if it took anyone by surprise. I mean, 
I don't really know. I mean, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, f- like going back to like what we we're talking about dating. The only thing I've ever heard is just like how guys prefer lighter skin girls to like darker skin girls. But I never really go into the whole thing too much because at the end of the day, you know. I always say you don't always end up with what you always want. You know, you you can say that you want this and that, but realistically speaking, some people just end up with opposite of what they always, you know, want. You like you can say, oh, this is my preference, but you can't always live life going, this is my preference. This is only what I'm gonna go for. Because going you know. off that though, we have to work out where these preferences came from. Mm. I feel like we're flooded with what is beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful. So when you're like 14 and you're seeing all these people on TV, you're like, I want one of them, basically. Mm-hmm. And I it's even, like a TV advert. And I even think we should even touch upon the point of like, um, the whole idea of like dark skin is now being celebrated. There's also an element of like fetishization with that mm-hmm. as well. Oh, God, yeah. And yeah. I even saw, I think I saw something on Twitter where like someone was like, do people actually appreciate are people actually appreciating dark skinned women are they appreciating dark skinned women with like a certain type of look so curvaceous and when i say curvaceous i mean like a big butt thin waist and like oiled up in a bikini or you got like bria miles as well who's one like one of the instagram girls and what i always find so annoying is that like people will say yeah you know dark skin this dark skin that melanin this but then the pictures that you're seeing are women who are sexualized and it's like can can we actually like you know dark skin women are actually beautiful without you actually sexualizing us and you know making it like you know yeah she's dark but she also has these features like well more than just the skin color and just the body shape mm-hmm. i mean i agree with what you're saying but i don't agree with her because she's had surgery to look like that oh really yeah. oh. Um, um in terms of like light skin privilege um just going off that uh, I want to bring up this issue of Jeremy Meeks. So you remember the criminal, the felon that had yeah. the really hot mugshot, yeah. and you know, then he was That's given a modeling contract, which was, yeah. would never happen he, to anyone else. Yeah, by the way, he was married to a lady from 2008, but now he's dating um, the heiress of Topshop, right. uh, Chloe Green. Is got her pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Chelsea. Oh, um, I, I think don't watch they're engaged show. now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that whole thing. So you know, if he was a darker skinned still good looking felon would he have gotten the way he like would he have gotten as famous as he did hell no no straight away hell no and he too, I, personally I don't really think he was that cute anyways to be honest was it the light eyes I think he had like a striking <laughs> face and that was it. I'm always I'm always like cautious when someone is too good looking I'm just like <laughs> like <laughs> like can you, can you not you know can you not <laughs> like I'm always like whenever I look at people and they're like so beautiful I'm just like wow <laughs> how how okay, sorry <laughs> it's okay someone even mentioned about like my ajama as well and was like oh people because people are so like lenient with like you know trying to throw her under the bus I was just and, gonna say pretty yeah. privilege yeah yeah pretty privilege as well like you know because she's quite beautiful and people were like oh is it because she's just really li- like she's light skinned and she's beautiful is that why people are not like so ready to jump on her compared to like other people who've said similar things as well and I think they compared her to like Steph London but she's also but, but she's Steph London is also like light skin as well so I didn't really but she's come out with like there have been tweets that have come out with her um, saying things about dark skinned women as well mm-hmm. yeah I think that's the funny thing on t- um, someone was like there's like a lot of um, I think when the whole Maya Jami situation came out then there was like people who were like saying oh no it's okay Maya you're forgiven and people, people like there were a lot of black people that were like who, who asked, asked you? you. Who exactly. Asked, like, it's not you that she was talking about. Like, you chill. Her actual tweet, the first one that came out, I think it was by a comedian called Eddie Caddy. I I think I've actually heard the joke as well. Oh, no. And he's I black. Did, yeah. Exactly. He's like dark skin. We had this whole like phase of people hating dark skin people, mm. even if they were dark skin. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah. like you're not light, so I, you're not pretty. Yeah, that I was mean, a whole thing in secondary school. Like the whole idea of making someone because of how dark they were or like their blick. I don't. I mean, when did we move out of that? We never moved out of it. We just moved away from it because mm. it's probably still going on in our area. But we're here now, where there's so many different people from different places. You can't afford to be that ignorant anymore because you'll get shown up like that. There's too many people that look different here to say anything like that. I actually, I actually remember being called Blick, and I used to always call myself Blick as well. And yeah, because I think it was like a. You also have like those ingrained. Um, I don't say it's ingrained self hate, but no, you I don't realize you. how like certain like when people were saying like the word blick i just always just think that it was just someone just saying you're just darker but i think you now realize how much of an like an insult it is as well yeah 
I know it's usually it's like dark skinned boys that are saying it's dark yeah, skinned girls, but yeah. you look like me. So you know, I was actually watching um, the Grapevine, but I was watching one of the episodes, and one of the women in the show was like talking about like how she like posed a question. Well, she didn't pose it as a question, but she was like, at times it's dark skinned men who are perpetuating this whole lighty versus dark skinned women kind of thing but I don't know whether that's true because it kind of shook the table as well mm. within the debate but someone was like at times it's always men who are perpetuating that whole you know or like you know pushing it forward or like gunning it down do you think that comes from a place of self-hate at mm. times yes I do because there are some guys who do say things about like dark skin women and they're dark themselves as well and it's like what are you doing like the whole Kevin Hart tweet where he was like oh a dark-skinned woman... I can't remember what his tweet was, but it was about, like, how a dark-skinned woman has a lower credit than a light-skinned woman. Oh, yeah. And I was just looking at him, like, but but your mom's dark, dude. Like, what are you doing? So... And it's, like, other artists as well who will make fun of dark-skinned women, but them, they themselves are also of a darker complexion as well. And it's, like... And it goes back to the whole self-hate thing, and you have to unlearn that hate and realise how damaging it is as well. Mm-hmm. It goes back again to what we were saying at the beginning where everything stems from. So, like, Mm. uh, during slavery, there was the idea that there were lighter black people who were, like, the house Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. slaves and they were considered higher and of a greater esteem because they were closer to whiteness. And then the darker ones would be the field slaves. And, yeah, I mean, uh, this is in terms of, like, black history. I'm not sure. Like, and Nisha also mentioned the caste system. Caste system. Yeah, so... Like typically, the fairer you were, the more associated you were with royalty. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like being fairer was a good thing. I think we, we had a discussion about like when you're with your family, and they're also mm-hmm. saying like, mm-hmm. "Oh, don't stay mm-hmm. in the sun too long," and mm-hmm. you know, we don't want you to get too dark. And yeah, Asian. It's like with my friends and stuff. I never get you know. I don't notice colorism there, but it's like with my family it's it's a bit of a crazy thing mm-hmm. like um when i was in I, I don't know if i've ever said this on air i might have um i was in italy i think two years ago for the summer and i was working and um i was all pairing a child and he basically was like i just want to go to the beach so i spent two weeks just out in the sun maybe for like nine ten hours a day and obviously i got i got tanned and i got really dark and um I'm calling out my parents on what they've said. Um, basically, <laughs> I Skyped them. Um, my mum my mom and my dad, they came in. They were like, that's not my child. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, you're black. Sorry. And I was like, oh, okay then. Cool. And they were like, why have you stayed out in the sun for so long? I was like, because it's fun. And this is what I like to do. Um, but in terms of darkness and stuff, like it's not just things like that. It's like I had a... F- um, they they really care about you know if a mother is pregnant they really care about what color the baby's going to mm. come out right. so um i had a family friend and she was pregnant and with the first child that she had i remember in conversation she was like oh i wonder what like color the child will come out because both of our dads are very dark skinned and it was just kind of like well why would that be a bad thing mm. and with my mum as well like you kind of you kind of get all these old wives tales that come in and and for my mum, she said that when she was pregnant with my mum, my, my, when my mum was pregnant with my mum, no, when my mum was pregnant with my sister, uh, my older sister, she um, she ate a banana and had a glass of milk every day because she heard that that was how you would get your baby to be light skin. And my, my sister turned out quite fair. And when she was pregnant with me, she was like, well, I don't have to do it because my first child turned out fair skin and then I turned out brown, so... She was like, oh, okay, well, I still love her the same. But it's like that idea of like, you know, uh, trying to attain fairness in with like for your child as if that's going to benefit them in society. But I think it's the idea that they do believe that it's going to benefit your child in society. Like people will treat your child much more better. Your child will get further in society because, you know, there's the belief that if you're of a lighter skin complexion, people will treat you much nicer than someone who's of a darker complexion as well. Mm. And I think what you even mentioned about the baby, the whole idea yeah. of like, um, I, I also had the same thing as well in the grapevine where like one of them was like how there was a woman who gave birth and like the first time, like, you know, when babies come out, obviously they don't always look like how they're going to like, yeah. you know, it's darker. The melanin comes yeah, later. yeah, it comes out later. And people were like rejoicing because the, the baby was like of a lighter complexion and like someone had to break it to her that, Obviously, your child... Because I think there's, like, this thing where, like, you can tell the skin tone of a child by their ear. Because apparently oh, really? there's, like... 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's like a true thing, but that's what I heard in the show, anyways. Where he was like, oh, you can tell like the the color of the child by like the e- like the color of their ear, and like they were so they were rejoicing because they thought oh the child was gonna be fairer skinned but then I think the nurse kind of told them that I don't know why you're rejoicing, like your child is not gonna be as light as you think, and they were like quite upset. And it goes back to like what you're saying mm. as well about just like pre- not preferences, but like just how people would prefer to have a child who's of a light skin complexion. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. What do you guys think, actually? Sorry, you've been quiet for so long. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What about, like... About everything. About, yeah, about family and what their expectations are. Like, if you see... If, if you see this happen within your own family. Maybe. I think, personally, not in my family, but because my family's so diverse, like, I have half of my family that are white mm. and I have half of my family that are black. So they're mm. never gonna push that onto me. Mm. So I say, like my first hand experience of it would be, because I'm friends with a dark skin girl. Like my best friend's dark skin. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like that's the only time you get like contrasted, I guess, because mm. you're with someone that's completely on the opposite spectrum you, of you. Have you ever been contrasted? Yeah. Oh. All the time. Like I think that's why it came up in conversation to us, and we only just realised. And it was the same. How I said, like I didn't look one way. Mm-hmm. and then I changed it's the same thing like from hearing what my friend said like she was still a dark skin girl she still got insulted but now it's like oh you're dark skin you're beautiful it's like coming back to are we idolizing mm-hmm. or having a fetish of dark skin girls now mm-hmm. that we didn't have before mm-hmm. I do agree about what you said about like are we having a f- like a are we idolizing or are we fetishizing black black skin, black skin dark skin women because I mean, at times I feel like at times I feel like oh, it's great, you know, people are embracing like the diversity and like blackness, but then at times it can come off as like just sexualized. And I think I saw a tweet where someone was like, describe a dark skin woman without using the word chocolate or like yeah, yeah like without using the word chocolate or like a food or just contrasting her to like food or like chocolate and. I'm just like because at times that's when you normally always see like the word chocolate used a lot and it's nice okay you know you call it be a chocolate bar today <laughs> but I'm more than a food to be honest but Looking sorry like a snack oh. <laughs> that's another one yeah, yeah but also it's not just like skin it's also with hair like natural hair has become yes. a movement it's become yeah. like a cultural appropriation but also yeah. now like there's kind of thing about is it a movement or is it just like yeah. white brand companies just using it as like a consumer yeah. thing I think mm. that thing even I think that came up even with the sh- whole Shea Moisture um, scandal yeah. as well where like um, so I don't know whether Shea Moisture was black owned before but yeah, oh okay yeah. yeah so and then they did that ad where like all the women that they were representing were of like yeah. Okay. Yeah. There were um, so it was like a woman of like a looser coral or just like wavy hair, and it wasn't really representing the women who they were, you know, targeting to in the beginning. But now I know that they're no longer. It's no longer owned by a black woman anymore. No. no. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they had an advert recently where they were like all white women, and then there was one fair skin like black woman, and then they were like hey, she moisture for everybody or something mm, like that mm. I also like a lot of people were saying I mean this company was built on the backs of these black women who mm-hmm. hyped your products who bought your products and they've also changed the formulas mm-hmm. of a lot of their products to not mm-hmm. and they don't suit natural hair as well as they used to yeah. so they were like okay so we built your company up we made your company pop in and then the minute you get to a level you're like mm, we're okay one of the ads I did like was the the sheer oh, moisture. Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, no offense to you. Sorry. It's beards. It's beards. It's really just beards. I don't actually like beards, to be honest. Why are you lying? Like, no, no. It's nice to look at, but at times it's always patchy as well. Wow. Okay. Mm. So, oh, well, that is just coming for everybody. I'm not coming. Um, so, in the last few minutes of the show, we're actually going to do our shout out, our student shout out session. And this is where we, you know, we talk about things that we feel people on campus should know about in terms of our topic for today. So, we're going to throw it out to you guys. It's also a good time for you guys to plug yourself. I know, Thea, you have a YouTube channel if you want to yeah. plug that too. And a radio and show. show. And a radio <laughs> show. So, if there's anything that you feel that people could, you know, learn or read up or you know absorb on the internet or in real life in terms of colorism please feel free to say it right now Mm. um i feel like i'm just gonna throw out uh i want to recommend just like youtube videos in general i think theo Mm. you came out with them recently 
I did indeed. Um, talking all things from black people's perspective and from a guy's perspective and colorism. Um, but yeah, you can find out more on that. Um, my YouTube name is my name, which is Theo Chikomba. Um, very af. Mm -hmm. Not really, but it's normal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I also have a radio show on Sundays called the Sunday Refix between 5 and 7 p.m. We'll talk about all things what's been happening on the, during the week and as well just topics like what we've covered today. Um, and I just like to hear what other people say and getting you guys involved. Cause it's not all about me. Um, it's very diverse <laughs> people out there. So yeah, I just love to, to have conversations. So yeah. Mm. You can <laughs> laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a joke or not. <laughs> I was the only one that laughed. <laughs> That's fine. Not everyone finds everything the same thing okay, funny. Sorry, it's okay. Sorry. Just do you. Uh, what was that? I was going to shout out um, The Grapevine. Like, everyone mm -hmm. check out their, their YouTube channel. It's honestly the best. The American, they're actually British, so they don't always give like a yeah so they're um they're just like a um a group of black millennials black millennials or actually it's not always black people but there's like different skin color people and um yeah they just talk about any topic like their most recent topic was talking about like should black athletes get paid or um there was another topic that i really like there was a topic on like natural hair as well as um rianne mentioned as well which is like a really good topic and there was one about like african-americans in um, Africans in the USA as well, which I thought was really good because one of my friends mentioned something about that on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I would like to shout out this film that's going to be released. Oh, it's yes. called Crazy Rich Asians, and it's not necessarily to do with colorism, but it's to do with diversity. Mm. And um, it's the first Hollywood movie with an all Asian cast mm. in twenty five years. Whoa. That looks good. So I saw yeah. the trailer. It sounds insane and it sounds amazing. Yeah. And I want. I would like for everyone to come and support their yeah. brothers and sisters. Someone was like saying how it's like Black Panther. No, but then there was a nah. whole discussion oh. about how, why would you say that every oh, each, okay. each film is different for mm. yeah. each group? You can't just mm. be like, this yeah. is this for this is Black yeah. Panther. This, yeah. it, we can have a whole discussion yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rihanna, have you got anything you want to shout out? Oh yeah, I want to shout my YouTube channel. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Um, CNR, Shante and Rianne, or Shante underscore Rianne, I don't know, you have to <laughs> test all three. But we we can be serious, we can be fun, but we were going to have a discussion about this as well, but mm -hmm. from personal experience. And finding out that Theo has a YouTube, you know, collab. Mm. Hey. I really liked you guys' it. video of when you guys ate the noodles. The Which spicy noodles? Oh, the no, spicy, spicy noodles. noodles. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had like a group of friends. Yeah, I appreciate oh. you guys. I appreciate yeah. yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah, did you subscribe though? No. Oh, okay then. <laughs> no, that was when I was like pre. I was just like pre and seeing what you guys do. Yeah, and I also saw we got KG good things coming. Well. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. yeah. So uh, everyone listening, please check out those things that you have been shouted out. Mm. To. That doesn't make sense. English. Out everyone. <laughs> so everyone listening, please uh, check out these things that you have been told about. Um, I don't really have anything to shout out. Um, there is a film that I think kind of links into my dissertation and I found it kind of interesting because uh, the whole idea in terms of popular media where the light-skinned person is usually the hero, dark-skinned person is villain, this film reversed that and this is the first thing that popped into my head. It's called Gone Too Far. It's um, a Nigerian-English film that came out a few years ago and um, I'm doing the play for my dissertation so that's the Ooh. one thing I can shout out. So check out Gone Too Far. It's an interesting film and the play is really good as well. But um, thank you for listening to Canterfame this week. You will catch us again on Tuesday next week. Please listen in. And right now, Amalade, what are we playing people out to? We're playing Craig David. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Seven Days? No. no. Why not? Because I don't actually like Craig David. They just made me play it. <laughs> seven Days, though. I don't care. You're near my day. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs>